Hello, real estate world. Welcome to the Nova Show, real estate records. This is Nuria Rivera, owner of Novation Title. I wanted to create the space for you guys to be able to share success stories, but not only success stories. I also wanted you guys to be able to share raw stories, everything that you have learned from the failures, the lessons, the wins. This is a space for our community to come together so that we can help each other rise to the next level. This is a space to be vulnerable, and this is a space for us to all be able to support each other in this real estate world. Please enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to the Nova Show Real Estate Records. My name is Tristan Hammett, and I am your host for today's episode. And today, I have a very special guest, Katerina Bazira-Bird. She's an exceptional realtor with an inspiring journey from Moldova. She has risen to prominence in the real estate industry. Her journey began with only $400 in limited, limited English skills at the young age of 20, but her determination led to success. Since 2013, she's been a force in real estate, known for her strong work ethic and exceptional service. Recognized as Best of SLC Real Estate Agent in 2020, 2021, and 2022, Katerina is trusted and reliable. Beyond her career, she's a devoted mother and wife, and her love for sports and the outdoors strengthens her client connections. So welcome, Katerina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here with you. Um, I met Katerina through our owner, Nudia. They already know each other, and I've been blessed to be your marketing rep, and it's been so fun getting to know you and spend time with you. And um, so tell us about yourself and your journey into America, because that's an inspiring story. <laughs> uh, yes, I moved to America, and you know, numbers after a while kind of like start to blur, but I've been here for 11 years now. And when I moved, yes, I moved here with $400 in my pocket, and I didn't speak very much English. Um, I was in Florida for three months. That's where I, I had a contract. Um, it was called work and travel. You get to work for three months and then travel for a month, and then you go back. Um, so I worked in Florida. I worked for three months, and then I kind of wanted to stay at that time, but my mom's like, no, you got to come, you got to finish your college degree and anyways so I went back and then second year I applied again and I came to Nevada I was working in Wendover at one of the casinos <clears throat> and it, I mean English was a little bit better at that time but um, Wendover was a very small town and I'm like I don't want to deal cards for the rest of my life mm -hmm. um, I didn't go to college and I didn't travel across the world to just deal cards not that dealing cards is something's wrong it's just that's just not what I wanted to do um and I had some friends well a friend actually was a, one of my mom's friend in Florida she was doing real estate and like hey I mean she was a big in inspiration for me um and her English wasn't the best either but I'm like if she can do it then I can um and then I started watching some tv shows about realtors and selling homes and helping clients. I'm like, I really love that. So while I was working in Wendover and dealing cards, I would come to Salt Lake on my days off and take classes for real estate. Um, and then I decided to, okay, I'm going to quit Wendover and I'll do full-time real estate. Um, so I moved to Salt Lake. I had my son at that point. Um, 
and it was a scary thing to do because I'm like, if real estate is not working, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I did real estate. Well, I, I, I tried to do real estate at that point. <laughs> I did for, for one year. Nothing really came of it. Um, I didn't know anything. And I just, I had a different perspective on what real estate is. Um, and for that year, I didn't do anything. And I was kind of running out of my savings. So I'm like, what am I going to do? And I went, I, I didn't quit, but I, I went and got a job at a bank. And I was still doing that um, on the side. Um, and then I was at the bank for a minute. And I'm like, no, real estate is really calling my name. So I quit the bank and I joined a team. I was on the team for like four and a half years. And that was great. Um, and then I quit the team and started my own. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you've been on your own for about a, over a year now. Yeah, over a year. Um, and it's been great. I remember you telling me one time that um, you, like, didn't, you didn't even know Salt Lake. Like, oh, yeah. I, I Like, you're just, like, reading a map and you're, like, trying to figure out where pl- homes were. and. I, yeah, I mean, I couldn't go to the grocery store without without my GPS um, because I had no idea where is what. Um, and when I first got into real estate, you know, they said, well, door, door knock and open houses because I didn't have money to invest in leads. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, so that's what I did. I would door knock and I had no idea the neighborhoods that I door knock. Um, now that I know more about real estate, I'm like, what was I doing door knocking at five or seven o'clock in the morning in certain neighborhoods that, <laughs> yeah. You know, safety. (laughs) Yes. Um, How do you feel door knocking like helped you um, in your beginning stages of real estate? Because I've heard agents that aren't from here, they've had great success door knocking. um, Yes. And I would say that 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 was my main um, lead sources. When I when I first started, it was door knocking and open houses. Um, And there's times where I just door knock. Didn't know. I was just door knocking. That's it. Like I would get a neighborhood and door knock. Um, then I'm like, oh, I got to be a little bit more purposeful with that. So um, every time I did an open house, I door knock around the, the neighborhood. Um, and it's it's not difficult. It's pretty simple. Yes, it's hard work, but it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Pretty boring too. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I did. Door knocking and open houses. And I think, and I'm still doing, I'm not doing door knocking as much. Um, if I do have an open house, I will... I will door knock five doors to the left, five to the right, and ten across. Um, versus before, I was door knocking a lot more. Okay, um, but I'm still doing, you know, the door knocking and open houses. This is what is the main lead sources right now is open houses. Mm-hmm. Or one of the the main lead sources wow. is open houses. That's awesome. And when you door knock, I mean, everybody that everybody's curious when a home goes up for sale in their neighborhood, they're curious to know what is selling for. Um, I don't know so much about who is selling the home, but what's selling for. And if you show up on their stuff door with some marketing materials that looks really good, they're going to keep you in mind for when they're thinking about selling or um, they know a friend or a family member that wants to be close by. Mm-hmm. So now <coughs> do you feel like your business now is more based around referrals and the open houses still? For getting leads, yes, yes. Um, my my database, I do focus uh, pretty heavy on my, and I don't go wide. I go deep. So, whoever is in my database, I focus very heavily on my top fifty. Um, 
and that's a, a big lead source for me. Um, and then open houses. I don't buy leads, not right now. When I grow a little bit bigger, there will be a different conversation. But for now, it's, yes, open houses and my top 50. Okay. And when I say my top 50, I am in contact with my top 50 once a month, a any kind of contact. Okay. And a text message is not a contact, um, but on the phone or a video text. I'm pretty heavy on sending video texts. Um, I think so, those yeah. are great yeah. because people look at those. Yeah. You know, once a month. They're curious. Like, what is this? Yeah. What is she sending? <laughs> yeah. Once a month, month they hear from me. And it's, you know, it's funny because what, after you do it for a while, it's kind of like they're expecting it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's even, even funnier when they respond back with a video. And my videos are not necessarily, you know, sitting at my desk looking pretty. Like sometimes I send videos when I'm working out and my makeup is not done and I look a hot mess, but that's just my real life. Yeah. And my top 15, I know everything about their life. They're just not, not just my clients in my database, but like I build relationship with those people. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I know their kids names and what they do for sports and <clears throat> like everything. Yeah. They're I like think that's, friends. I think that's so important, you yeah. know? So how do you have your, um, so let me back up a little bit. I helped Katerina with a, a client event back in October, which, which you did a phenomenal job with the organization. I was blown away. Um, especially like the people, the agent that was sitting across from us, I felt bad. I was like, Oh, they like, didn't even look like they came prepared a little bit. Like, I don't even know what they were doing anyways. So Katerina is very organized and I was helping check in people and she had her, her VIPs and I had asked her like what considers a VIP and she said either they closed a house with me in the past year or they have sent me a referral. So how do you get your past clients to send you referrals to keep you out of all the real estate agents, keep you in the front of mind? Um, I think they just staying in touch with them so much like once a month. And when I reach out to my past clients, I don't ask who do you know that's looking to buy or sell real estate. I just ask how they're doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe after three phone calls, I might say next time when, we're, when you know someone that's looking to buy or sell, keep me in mind. And they're like, oh, yeah, we always do. And so, yeah, I don't, every time I call them, I don't ask who do you know that's looking to buy or sell. I, I just pour into them anything that you need. I want to be your Google search button. Um, do you need a plumber? Do you need an electrician? Do you need anything that you need? I have them. Just reach out to me. Yeah, I'm your resource for yeah, everything. I'm your resource for everything. Yes, okay. daycare, dentist. Um, I probably have them all. Yeah, that's so. that's excellent. Especially when people are moving, either you know to Utah, don't know anyone, or a new neighborhood. You yeah. know, even just moving neighborhoods from Sandy to South Jordan, it's like a whole new world. You know, so having those resources and contacts for people is awesome. Yeah, and I would say that maybe four times a year. I would remind them I'm in real estate, uh, so keep me in mind. When we do have the closing, at the closing table, I kind of educate them on how I want them to send me a referral. I don't just, you know, don't just send my name out, um, which I appreciate that very much. But in order for me to make sure that I'm going to help your referrals, will you please send me a group text with them and kind of break the ice and I'll take it from there. Yeah, and then it's and a much warmer yeah, connection. And they know anytime they have someone, they don't just say, oh, we need to call Catalina, uh, but they send a group text. And That's smart. Very smart. <clears throat> um, 
Okay. And um, do you use a, a CRM to keep everyone in Yes. Um, database? Yes, I do use Chime. Okay. Um, I also use Asana. Um, Asana is not a CRM, but it, it keeps me organized. Okay. Uh, but Chime is a really good CRM. I've been through a few CRMs, and so far Chime is the one that I like the most. Okay. What do you think the top three things? I mean, um, success is measured differently for everyone. I look at you and I, I look, I see success. <laughs> but what do you think are the top maybe two or three things that you feel have definitely cr- contributed to your success in your business? Uh, I mean, I don't know if I can narrow down to top three things, but really dedication um, and showing up for yourself. <clears throat> I didn't look as I'm showing up for somebody else, but I showed up for myself every day. Um, and I keep myself accountable. So discipline, it was a big one. Um, the drive. And I mean, another big one was the support of my family. Mm. Um, I don't know if I could have done it without them. Um, and they support me in everything. I, I go home and I have a crazy idea with my husband. And he never once said to me, oh, maybe that's a little bit too risky. Or, oh, um, maybe that's going to cost too much money. Or, you know. He's just, okay. He supports um, your business. Yeah. Yeah. What can I do to help you? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes he, he, I need his help and he's involved. And a lot of times I don't, but he's, how can I help you? So the support of my family was big. And I think that I educated my kids too, that I need their support. Um, when, I, when I am busy, I tell them, hey, today and tomorrow, mom is going to be super busy. I won't be showing up to our family as much as you guys need me. Okay. So, you know, everybody talks about having this balance uh, between work and life. And I'm like, we only have one life. I don't know why everybody's talking about work-life balance. Um, I think that I kind of have my setup in a way that some days I show up 10% for my family and 90% for my business. And some days I am 90% for my family and 10 for my business. Mm-hmm. But I am a firm believer that um, you are where your feet, or be where your feet are. Mm. And if I'm home with my family, then I'm there 100%. Um, and if I'm at work, then I'm at work 100%. Yeah. You're not going to see me a lot of times going to parties with realtors or any networking events like that because I don't see the value in that as much. And I'd rather be home with my kids at that point. Yeah, I completely understand that. And um, let's talk about like your workspace because I I know that you are, you talked about dedication and I know that you're the type of person that you do dedicate hours in your morning to your business, making phone calls, doing all your touches, doing all of the things that you need to do. Do you feel like that's, Basically, what makes you um, successful is having that dedicated time every day that it's non-negotiable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that by now, I created that muscle memory of this is what I do every morning. And if I don't do it, I feel like something's missing in my day. I feel like I'm not as productive. I think, you know, and sometimes I do it until two o'clock in the afternoon and sometimes I do it until 12, but there's no day that I don't do those things in the morning. My kids are in school. 
I have that time, um, and that's what I do. If I don't do it, um, I don't know. My day feels like I just wasted a day. Um, and then after two, you know, my, my son gets out of school, and then, oh, we're going to go to practice. Or if they don't have anything going on, I will continue to do my work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I do work until 8 p.m., 10 p.m., right before I go to bed. And sometimes I'm done at 5. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's kind of my, like, I don't have a specific schedule for every day this is what's going to look like yes every day from nine to noon i know what i'm doing okay um but the rest of the afternoon i don't know what i'm doing either i have showings or i have an inspection or i have negotiating contracts or you know things that fill up my day or i just spend the day with my kids if i don't have anything or my family um if i don't have anything but my morning is dedicated for lead gen lead follow-up growing my business okay so what does that look like from mm-hmm. nine to noon, are you? I know you're doing lead lead gen, follow up, everything like that. But that's that's video text. That's uh, what else are you doing? Which just kind of depends on what I have in my CRM, right? Okay. Um, because I do set the to dos, and so I pull up that my to dos for the day, and I do that. And some might be an email, some might be you need to send some MLS numbers. Um, you you know just just certain okay. things. Um, I do start my morning though with um checking what's new on the MLS, especially right now with where we have to kind of be creative with finances. I do want to see all of those usable loans because everybody, not everybody, but a lot of buyers would love to get an assumable loan. And it's not an easy click to kind of find that assumable loan, or at least I don't know. If anybody does, I would like to hear. But I do like to pull all the listings to see what it was listed yesterday because then it's easier. I don't have to go through... 300 listings um, to see how many listings got on the market, what's, what's, what are the prices, is anything assumable. That way when I start the conversation on I'm on the phone, I'm educated that today we got 150 new listings. Okay. Or, you know, like I try to, I, I want to know what's happening on the market. So when I'm on the phone with my clients, I can tell them. Um, I might even reach out to my lender to kind of see anything crazy happening with the interest rates. Because again, when I get on the phone, I want to know those. Yeah, the, uh, the important details because yeah. you'll get asked. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But it, again, it it depends. For some, it's a video. For some, is a phone call. Um, for some, is a text. Just kind of depends on what I have um, noted in my CRM that needs to happen. Okay. And in such a competitive field, how do you differentiate yourself as a realtor? Are there specific qualities or approaches that set you apart? I mean, uh, that's a hard question to answer because I don't want to say that other realtors are doing a bad job. Um, I just try to compete myself, really. Okay. Um, and I just want to be better today than I was yesterday and show up for my clients um, in a better way. Um, and I even asked my past clients, how can I show up for you better? Better this year than I did last year. Is there anything that I can do for you this year? And it doesn't have to be a real estate. Yeah. Is there anything that I can help you this year? What are your goals for this year? What do you want to accomplish? I love that. Anything I can help you with to accomplish that goals. It really is not just real estate. Yeah, you're a partner in their their life, really. Yeah. So I don't don't look at what is other people doing, um, what is the competition doing, how they are approaching their clients. I just kind of focus on... This is who I am. This is how I'm going to do it. And and that's it. Um, sure, I'll do the marketing, just like, you know, everybody else is doing. But 
I work hard for my clients. I put my clients first and yeah, you just it. you do you do a great an excellent job and keeps them wanting to come back or refer refer you. Yeah. Um okay. and there's plenty of times that, you know, I got a listing or a buyer that let's go with the listing, right? That they needed to sell or wanted to sell and then the market it is what the market is, right? Mm-hmm. Um I don't make the market, I interpret the market, but if I don't go in with the script, let's drop the price because that's what you need to do to sell the home. I kind of look, what can we do to maximize, you know, what you're going to get for this home? And is this the best time for you to sell? Right. And there there are plenty of times where <clears throat> I said, maybe let's keep it on the market or take it off the market. Maybe let's look at Airbnb it for six months or rent it for a year or Again, looking at what's best for them, um, or can they do an assumable? Can they sell at an assumable? Or like looking for what's the best option for them um, to just make it work. Okay, yeah. excellent. And um, do you have a memorable story of overcoming a challenge in a real estate deal or situation um, that maybe others can learn from, or? Oh, <laughs> I mean, every transaction in real estate is wildly different. Wildly different, <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I mean, and I don't know if I can speak to, or to what extent I can speak about certain transactions. So I'm probably going to choose not to. Um, but one thing that I found um, that's easier with my clients, I always recommend to do a pre-listing um, inspection. Okay. And if anything comes up in that inspection, uh, make sure that you fix them. Um, if there's something that it's, you know, big, then we need to disclose. Um, but that's one thing that I think that is, um, overcoming those challenges that appear yeah, after. Being, you're being like proactive. The, yeah. Um, yeah. get them done before it becomes a challenge or becomes a problem. Is that common for agents to do? Because I don't, I've heard you say it before, but I haven't, I mean, and also it may have not come up in conversation, but I haven't heard anyone do that before, but I think it's brilliant. So, um, and I, you know, I was talking actually with an agent and she said, I don't do that because I'm afraid that there's something going to be that is going to come up, come up in the inspection that we will have to disclose and what if the next inspector or the buyer's inspector is not going to find that? Like, well, I don't really care for that because I want my buyer to sell a good home. And if there's a problematic home, then I want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if something, if it's something big that needs to be disclosed, then it needs to be disclosed. And <clears throat> there's plenty of times when, you know, if we did an inspection and the buyer comes and writes an offer, I will disclose that inspection report. Um, and I don't say... I will disclose the inspection report, but now you don't have the right to do an inspection. Right. No, it's, you know, Mr. Buyer, my client did an inspection report because they wanted to see if there's going to be any problems. Um, and here's a copy of it if you'd like it. Yeah. And and that's it. So, yes, I disclose that. I don't think that I, I'm not scared of um, what if something comes up that you need to disclose. Well, well, we need to disclose. Yeah, and, and it needs disclosing. to, depending on what it is, it needs to be addressed. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I think that that's why some agents are not doing it. Uh, but I love doing that because it prevents, I know what's going to come at me during the due diligence. Mm-hmm. And another thing is, you know, if the inspection report comes back with 45 pages, 
um, some buyers might be scared of that, might be intimidated of that. <clears throat> and some of them are just little tiny things that change and replacing the light bulb, right? Like yeah. it's, it's not a big deal, but a, a $50 repair for a buyer is $500 repair. So if I can get that list from 25 items that needs to be repaired to five, that's a different inspection report that the buyer is looking at. Totally, totally. I love that. And, um, well, let's see, we talked about a little bit about, um, technology and the systems that you use. Um, let's talk about social media (laughs) because you do a great job at your social media. Um, do you find that you have found actual clients from social media or do you think it helps you stay top of mind for your clients or people or people that might not know you? Yes, I don't. I haven't um, got new clients from social media. Um, I am doing some Facebook ads right now with a company, so I'm starting to get in some leads from there. I don't. I can't really speak to it because I don't know where that's going. Um, okay. I haven't had much success, but like I said, it's just it's very fresh. I just started, so we'll see where that's going. Uh, but having the so- having a social media presence, um, again, I didn't get new clients, but I did get people that are or we were friends on social media. They were not in my CRM. They're not in my database. But yet they would reach out and actually just got a listing two months ago um, from someone that said, I know I've seen how successful you are. And I have a few friends that are realtors. I want you to come and list my house. Oh, okay. So, right, like it's not a new contact. It's not a new person, but they're not in my CRM. So sort of they are a new person. Um, so yes, to that extent, social media has helped. Um, and even past clients, you know, it's funny because I didn't thought that social media works as much and I actually hate posting on social media. There's days I'm like, I just, I just don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was helping, um, one of my, one of my past clients, well, not necessarily past clients. We were just friends for a long time and I helped their parents and he made the comment of, um, you're doing amazing. Um, so-and-so was helping them in a different state and they don't even have a Facebook page. I'm like, oh, so people are actually yeah. looking at that. They do pay attention to that. Yeah. Even though I didn't thought that, you know, my page is amazing and it's great and I don't have a lot of followers, um, but people are paying attention. So the followers that I have, they know me, they trust me and I know them. Yeah. Most, most of them I do. I don't have, the, I don't have crazy followers, but I don't know if I care for that. Um, I want to own the followers that I do have. I'm so glad you brought that up. That came up in our sales meeting we had two weeks ago. And it was taking your offline clients online and your online offline. So all of your SOI and database that you do know that aren't following you, you want them to follow you. But because you want to own your leads, right, your your followers, yeah. it's so important to take them um, offline. So capturing those are so important because if Instagram or TikTok or whatever goes away tomorrow, you'll have a way of communicating and staying in touch with them. Yes, and so I, I actually am focusing on that now. Um, I do have a VA, and so she's going through my Facebook friends and kind of compare to oh, this person is your Facebook friends with them or Instagram friends, but they're not in your CRM. So what can we do to put them in the CRM? And some, I, you know, I do have some realtors from, from other states that I'm like, I don't know who they are, but let's let's get to know them. Yeah. Um, and then I send a message or like I, I try to connect with everybody that 
we are friends on Facebook. Yeah, become referral and partners. And take them offline yeah. where they, they become part of my CRM. Um, I do want to slowly focus on just my CRM. Like I said, right now it's just my top 50. And when I can handle more, it will be top 100. Um, but putting everybody from Facebook or Instagram into my CRM, it, it is what I'm working on. Okay. Let's talk about your VA because um, a lot of agents struggle with, like, they know they need help, but I think they're they're scared to take that leap. So what do you have your, v- what made you finally decide to get a VA and what tasks do you have them doing for you? Um, I, yes, I think it was just kind of a combination of a lot of things. Um, I do have a coach and so I've been talking to my coach and I'm like, oh, this is so like all the marketing materials that I wanted to do, especially when you go on your own. Like there's so much that you have to figure out, right? And I'm like, there's just so much that I don't want to deal with. Can I pay somebody to do it? He's like, yeah, you can. You hire a VA. And I'm like, oh no, I'm the worst at communicating with a VA. Um, I feel like I'm so fast, and I just want them to already know what's in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so I skip a few communication tasks of what needs to happen. So I was very resistant to get a VA. Um, and then it kind of just like happened. Um, my coach said, oh, I know that you were talking about a VA. My VA sister um, got let go from her previous job. She was a VA and she's looking for a job. Would you be interested in in talking to her? I'm like, yeah, if I don't have to go through a company and pay thousands of dollars or, you know, like, yeah. yeah, I'll talk to her. So I, I had an interview with her. I really liked her, and I'm like, let's do it. Um, so it was pretty rough uh, for the first um, for the first little bit. Mm-hmm. But then now anything that I don't want to do, I just have an asana, and I put the tasks in there. Okay. Um, and then I give her a deadline. Um, and some are, like, urgent that has a deadline that needs to be done within a week. And some is when you're done with these tasks, you can go back and work on the Facebook people yeah. and bring them into my CRM. So that's just what, what she's doing. Okay. Like right now, uh, I am working on delivering pies for Thanksgiving. Oh. And I, I needed to do this a little bit sooner, but because I had some health issues, I just didn't even know if I'm going to do it. Um, so in the last minute, I decided, okay, I'm going to do it. Maybe not top 50, but top 25. Um, and so I just had her, can you please put me a list of top 25 people that I can deliver a pie and put them into an ad or put them into like a Google spreadsheet or a map where I can just go from home to home. And that's what she's doing. Oh, awesome. While okay. I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. The oh. day before Thanksgiving. So. <laughs> well, you're getting it done. So that's awesome. Uh, yes. But anything that I don't want to do is I, I her do it um i'm doing an open house right okay uh, please get me the people around the open house who i can door knock uh, create the um the open house marketing materials uh post social media she does a lot of posting on social media right now um of course i create those posts in advance and uh, my goal is by the end of the year to have the next year to be all mapped out and planned I'm sure I'm going to have to do some videos in between that is more current. But anything that it doesn't require video, I want that to be planned for the entire year. I love that. I think that's so important just to have the content, your marketing, your, sorry, your social media marketing content all planned out. 
And if you just like dedicate a day to it, I mean, and then right as you go, because you do post things about your family, right. you can post that as you go when it happens, you know, but at least you have all the other things. Yeah, um, out. we we had a conversation. So I meet with a VA once a week and just kind of talk. This is what we're going to do this week or this is my top two goals that I want to accomplish for the week. Um, so I, I meet with her once a week and actually we decided that every week I'm going to record 10 videos. Um, it's going to be 10 educational videos and 10 just like the funny little videos that you see on TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, so I do want to do, maybe not every Tuesday I do that, but if I record one Tuesday, 20 videos, then that's good enough for a little while. Yeah. So maybe once a month I record. Right. Um, I don't know how that's going to be working, <laughs> but that's, that's the it's plan, a plan that I have. Yes. Yeah. That's the plan that I have. And to me, if you just make it once a month, that seems doable than like coming up with two ideas a week, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to yeah. post about today? It's very doable. And she's been really great. And with the help of AI right now, it's like so easy. Um, I just asked her, please send me 10, 10 videos, educational videos, what I can do videos on. And she sent me the script and I looked through it. I'm like, yeah, I like this. I like this. Um, I don't like this. Maybe do it, adjust it with chat GPT. She'd throw that in in chat GPT and send me a few other options. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we can do this. Perfect. Um, so that's perfect. I have her do a lot. <laughs> but that's good. How long have you had her? Um, well, I think that I hired her. Maybe December. Okay. So almost a year. Yeah, maybe yeah. December. Maybe, I just feel like February. if you can get rid of the things that you can be making more money doing something else by like lead genning and, you know. Um, so I don't have her do lead gen. Um, not yet. But you know what I'm saying is like give her the tasks that she, right. you know, and while you are lead genning and you are making money, doing money making activities. Yes, I do. Actually, I do have... I do know some realtors that they do have the VA lead gen. And I, I mean, that's a that's a blur line, right? So I don't know what conversation they can have and whatnot. But sending texts or responding to texts, um, I don't know if I will ever let that out of my hands. Um, so lead gen, I think that it's always going to be my top priority. But everything else, she can do. Okay. Scheduling showings. Um, and if I can go to a showing and I need somebody else to do it for me, like she can figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, awesome. So. Okay. Well, what does the, um, what does your future look like in real estate? I know you have some plans. Yeah. Um, I am not going to be in production for the rest of my life. So my plan is to grow a team um, and then just kind of coach the team that I have. Um that I would say that that's my long-term plan, um, but I don't want to just focus just in real estate. So I don't know. Maybe I'll have a title company at some point. <laughs> a what maybe company? A title company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe a, a lending company. Um, I, I don't know. I do have sort of a map on what kind of I want to accomplish, but I know that I don't want to just service uh, people in real estate for the rest of my life. Um I think that I'm always going to help clients here and there, but not uh, not being production as heavy. Um, I do want to coach other agents to do it. I was going to say, don't you do a little bit of that? Mm -hmm. I do. Um, 
I do so what I would like to get to grow that a little bit more um but I I feel like I got great coaching and I have so much knowledge in real estate that it will be a shame to not share that mm-hmm. so helping other agents that were in the position that I was when I first started um and helped them grow it will be a it will be a big deal for me why why do you feel like that would be a is a big deal for you I love helping people okay. um and I you know if you would have met me 10 years ago um I was shy I was not very confident um just oh I'm just a mom and I'll take care of my kids nothing's wrong with that right yeah. but like that's why I was I didn't see myself having a big career and just just even speaking the way I speak now um and if I did that I think that I can help other people do that too and just become better and helping others become better yeah your story is so inspiring I mean I couldn't imagine moving to a foreign country with $400 not knowing like what my next step is you know yeah I kind of run away from home I mean, that's that's another story, but <laughs> my mom had plans for me to get married and she already had like a guy in mind and a job lined up and she wanted me to do all of those things. And, you know, I was actually helping her sister, my aunt, um, put a wallpaper on her wall. She was getting ready for a party. I don't remember the details, but we we're doing that. And I told my mom, um, I'm going to America. She's like, yeah, OK, no, I'm going out tomorrow. And she just kind of like dropped everything. What? Um, because the first time I came, she was she wanted me to, right? But the second time, she she knew that I wanted to stay and she didn't want me to come. So I didn't tell her that I'm going. I went to the embassy on my own and did the interview. And they actually refused me, um, said we're going to have to look into some things. <clears throat> and refused me. And then they called my mom's house um, said, we're looking for Katarina. Um, she got her visa, so she needs to come and get her passport. And to my mom, I was like, uh, somebody called and said this and this. I'm like, oh, yeah, they probably, it's probably from last year. I don't know, because I haven't applied for anything. <laughs> and I hang up the phone, I'm like, what? That <laughs> uh, usually never happens. If they tell you no at the embassy, it's a no. But they did kept my passport, um, because it's, it's just another crazy story. When I was the first time in Florida, I got arrested. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I didn't do anything crazy to get arrested for. Um, I was working at 7-Eleven, um, a cashier, and somebody came under the age of 21, and I sold him a beer. Oh. Right. So yeah. So they, they, it was it was undercover, and then the cop come, comes in, and he wanted me to pay the fine, but he went through my purse, and so my, my passport with my flight, which was the next day flight, and said, oh, you're flying out tomorrow. You're not going to pay your fine, so we're going to arrest you. And they arrested me, so I was <gasps> in, I was arrested for like seven hours, and then I bailed myself out, and I went home and finished packing my bags, and the next day I flew out. Oh no! Um, so when I went to the embassy the second year, they saw that arrest, but I guess they couldn't see details about it, or they I I don't know what it was. Um, maybe they thought that I didn't pay my fine, so they told me that we're gonna have to look into things, um, and then we'll let you know. So when they said that, I'm like, uh, I'm not going back to America. Um, so I was looking to go somewhere else, Dubai or whatever other options um, they had available. So when they called my mom and said to tell her to come, she's got her visa. My mom had no idea. Yeah. And yeah, she called me and she tells me that. And I'm like, oh, yes. 
But I didn't say anything. I'm like, yeah, it's probably from last. I don't know what they're talking about. I didn't apply because she knew that I didn't have any money to apply. Yeah. But when I was when I came here the first year, um, my aunt actually helped me um, with money. So I worked. I paid her the money back, and then I saved every penny that I can because I knew that they're not going to help me again. So the second year, she was relaxed that I'm not going anywhere because I didn't have any money mm-hmm. in her mind. Mm-hmm. But yet, I did have my savings. So. When I told her that I'm leaving and I'm leaving tomorrow, she lost a lot of it. But she's very happy that I am here now. Because she's here now. <laughs> she's here now. <laughs> she's so cute. Yeah, she's here oh now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. Do you have any final words of advice or anything that you'd like to share? You know, being in real estate is a crazy industry and it could drain you um, a lot. I think that the only advice that I could give someone is show up for yourself and be where your feet are. Yeah, I love that. Just be present wherever Nobody's you gonna are. Nobody's going to show up for you. Nobody's going to do work for you. And if you're going to, if you have a plan on how you're going to do it, or if you have a goal on what you want to do, then have a plan on how you're going to do it and then show up for yourself. Yeah. Don't let anybody else hold you accountable. You hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Um, and be where your feet are. There's plenty of times I was walking into the real estate office and, you know, agents were just chatting. And sometimes that chats are great chats because they're learning things. And sometimes it's just a waste of time. Like I would roll my eyes and just go into my office and put my head down and do work. Yeah. Um, because I was at work. That's where my feet were. Mm, I love that. Or when I'm at home, um, especially at dinner time, I put my phone aside and there's no emergency in real estate that cannot wait for an hour. Yeah. And then when I'm done with dinner and my kids are off to do their things, I can check my phone and respond to my texts. And I'll respond to my texts or to my, you know, to my clients, sometimes even 11 o'clock at night. Um, and now I'm not saying that that's the right way to yeah. do business. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I know plenty of agents that are like, nope, after five, I don't respond. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Um, I don't have the rule. I don't, I don't think that I ever will. Um, I just won't let that interrupt my dinner or my time with my family. But then when I have a minute to... I'm going to scroll on social media anyways. Mine is a respond to my clients. Yeah, absolutely. I think those are great pieces of advice. And where can people follow you? Um, Instagram, Katarina Beezer Bird. And Facebook, Katarina Beezer. Okay. Thank you so much for joining. I had fun with you. And um, thank you to our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate us, like us, and share this podcast with our real estate community. The Nova Show Real Estate Record, sharing raw stories of real estate, failures, lessons, wins, and successes. This is all from Novation Title, bringing a different experience into your world so that we can all uplift each other. Until next time.